When the hearts of men are engaged in, in sincere worship, heartfelt outflow of honor and gratitude and a celebration of his goodness to us. This is one of the ways you keep the spirit of pride far from your life. Worship is one of the weapons you use to dethrone pride from your heart. It's one of the weapons you use to dethrone pride from your life. Throughout from eternity, even Satan's rebellion against God in heaven was because he wanted worship. He showed up in the garden. He was demanding the same. In the wilderness, he told Jesus, if you worship me, your worship, listen to me church, one of the ways you will keep your heart far from the spirit of pride is to engage everything on the inside of you in worship of the great I am. Because pride is the worship of self. So when you release your heart to God in worship, you dethrone self. And every place where God is given his rightful place, his dominion and his kingdom will find expression. That's why a lot more takes place in atmosphere of worship and the celebration of God than in any atmosphere. Because when God is crowned as God, he makes sure whatever happens there is consistent with the kingdom. Say, Holy Spirit. Not from your head, but from your heart. This is my encouragement to you and all of your life. You must learn. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you're going to go far in life, whether you're a businessman, whether you're a pastor, whoever you are, the worship of God must be the central theme of your heart. That is how you tame Mr. Flesh and you give God his rightful place in your mind, in your emotion, in your will. Because the greatest impediment to what God can do in a man's life is in the soul. But when the soul of a man is yielded to the Holy Spirit in heartfelt worship, unrestrained release of emotion, and your mind, and your will, and your imagination, you will capture heaven into your environment. That what makes fellowship with the Master beautiful. We don't spend time worshipping because Lika Bramo waiting for a someone to come. No. This is the real business. Say, Holy Spirit, please teach me how to release myself in heartfelt celebration of who you are. You may be seated. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. I repeat myself if you want to go far in life as a child of God I'm not talking about the outsiders I'm talking about you who is in the kingdom of God 
give God his rightful place in your mind. And your mind involves your imagination. Your mind involves your reasoning. Your mind involves your memory. Worship must affect all that dimension of your mind. Then from there, your worship must also capture your emotion. Say, Holy Spirit. Because sometimes when we worship God, our emotions are detached. Then lastly, worship must also engage your body. That's why sometimes you need to just lie prostrate before the Lord. Time you just need to lift up those hands. That's why Paul, lift up your whole hands. When lifting your hands becomes a problem. When kneeling becomes an issue. When prostrating before the Lord becomes a big reasoning. Know that something else has taken the place of God in your life. Remember, the devil is demanding for worship. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Let me repeat myself. Heartfelt worship will affect your mind. Your imagination will be filled. Though there is limit. Because I say, you don't just sing songs. You don't just say words. It is the total expression of who you are. And who you are, you have your spirit, you have your soul, you have your body. Your body must worship God. That's why when you raise your hand, that is a physical gesture. Lord, it's only until now that we understand that when you lift your hand in worship, it's just more than a physical thing. Because we know when Moses raised his hands, something was happening somewhere. David said, My tears have become my bread day and night. That means his emotion was captured. Acts says that we might feel after him. Everything God has given you as a human being, he wants you to use it to honor him. The day you become too big to bow your knees to the king of glory. Too big. And do you know that some of the breakthroughs you are looking for is just in a simple instruction the Holy Spirit can tell you. Just lie prostrate. In the material world, people see you lying down. But in the spirit world, something else is happening. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Um, let me tell you, church. If God is everything to you, man's opinion does not count. What people will think about you or say about you is a non-issue. One of the reasons why most of you can't engage God in heartfelt worship is because you are too conscious of yourself. You are too conscious of your environment. But let me tell you, when you get lost in that place there, when you can see beautiful Jesus in the eyes of your imagination, I'm telling you, the world disappears. It is in this place, Libro Kuriyanama, where men see visions, find revelation, hear the voice of God. You can start Ordinarily, the Bible says in the Corinthians that the physical fast. But as you ascend in the presence of God, you begin to hear things. Say, I'm a creature of worship. Listen to me. If you don't worship God, you'll worship something else. That is man. 
man as that's why people are looking for what to worship if you don't worship god you worship something else every there is no man there are those who worship science they are there scientologists because man has been created to look up to something else you are not self-contained say holy spirit help me And as I said before, the, one of the weapons you will use to kill or to diminish pride in your life is worship. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Say, please help me. And I want to continue from where I stopped last Friday, last Sunday. Each one of us here we want promotion in life. Do you want promotion in life? You want to be promoted financially. You want to be promoted in every area of your life. There are things you must engage to attract the promotion you're looking for. That's why the Bible says, give me first Peter. Give me Peter. Five. He speaks to me and you. In this kingdom, the way up is down. Say the way up is where? Say the way up is down. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. It's a very simple scripture. But it's the kingdom key. You must be intentional and deliberate in humbling yourself. Peter is telling the church, do what? Humble yourself. Under the mighty hand of God. What will he do? That he may exalt you in due time. Do you want exaltation? What is the key? I say, do you want exaltation? What is the key? Humble yourself. Humble yourself. In the beginning, God. That means God takes the first priority in everything you set your heart to do. God first. In your family, who first? In your finances, who first? Humbling yourself is not walking with your head down. That's not again. When he say humble yourself, say, make God number one. Let God become the issue in your life, in everything you do. Not just in words. I told you, you are a tripartite being. That means in your mind, in your body, in your spirit. Am I communicating to you? God must be found to have what place? The first place. Everything you said, if God does not have the first place, you have lost the place of humility. You are no longer humble. Anything that takes the place of God, dethrones God from his position, has become your God. Say, Lord, Please help me. Listen, church. There is no man in this life that doesn't want to be lifted up. And I will tell you, the greatest factor in the lifting of a man is not so much hard work. Give me Psalms. Let me tell you this. Say God is number one. There are other things you have to involve yourself into. To find yourself in a place of lifting. But I can tell you. However much you work hard. If God had said no. 
you will never be lifted. However much you do whatever they tell you to do, if heaven has not said yes, you will labor. Nothing will happen. Because God is number one. Say God is number one. He is the one who determines how high you will go and how low you will be. No, give me the one you left. Psalm 78. Promotion is not from the east. Promotion is not from the west. Promotion is not from the south. He's telling uncle, auntie, brother, big brother, godfather, they are not responsible for your promotion. The hearts of men in his whose hands? In the hands of If God does not say yes, even if your auntie signs, nobody will see it. You don't believe what I'm telling you. Say God is number one. We must find God number one in every area of our lives. This is not something you say. This is something that must be in you. Not one day. Continually. God must stay number one. Verse number seven. But God is what? That means God sits to judge. I don't know these days, but those days, different schools we would exchange exams. I don't know what it happens these days in schools. Every year, let me put it like this, UNEP does not maintain the same marking scheme. Do you know that? Marking schemes do what? Change. <laughs> the Lord whispered to my spirit as I was praying last night. You see, God has a what? God has a marking scheme. God has what? A marking scheme. You can go to the school of men and men say you have got A. And you go to the school of God and you have scored F. I'm just warning you, I'm telling you church, learn. Thank men for what they tell you. But if God has not said so, please, shelf what men tell you who you are. When David killed Goliath, Women came singing. Are you hearing me? What were they singing? David has killed his what? 10,000. Saul has killed his what? That was a big one. Those words never got to the heart of David. But it got to whose heart? Saul. And from that day, what spirit entered Saul? Jealousy. He started pursuing David on the account of the songs of women. <laughs> Be careful what you hear, man. Saul should have listened to what God was saying about him. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Please listen to me, brothers and sisters. God has a different marking scheme from men. He said, I sit as a judge. Give me. Daniel. The Bible says one time Belteshazzar was having a drink in his house with many of his nobles called them and they were celebrating. And he asked for the golden cup which they had got from Israel to be brought and he began to drink. And all of a sudden, while he was drinking, a hand appeared, writing where? On the wall. The Bible says when he saw the hand, writing on the wall, appetite disappeared. Knee began to shake. He began to shake. We're talking about who? 
a king of an empire. Babylon, there's no other. Not, it's America is small, China is small. And the hand said, Sir, you have been weighed in the balance. Somebody say, God has got a balance. Most of you, you're in the balance of men. Before you start talking, hear what God is saying. You see, God has put you in a world, in a scale, and now you've been found what? Wanting. These people were telling the king, you are the man. <laughs> you are the man. They were dancing. This is the only king. There is nobody like you. They, men were celebrating him. And he was sitting there with his pomp. Say, I'm the man. Not knowing. That was his demise. What does the next verse say? <laughs> Your kingdom has been divided. And given to the maids and the passions. That's what pride does. Pride takes away from you even the little you have. He said, your kingdom has been divided. What you have been priding yourself in, you will see it live. Not only that, that very night, he died. Nothing kills you faster. The Bible says the destruction of a fool is his folly. The destruction of a poor man is his poverty. Now I came to understand, even the destruction of the rich... Is their riches. The destruction of the anointing is the anointing. Let me tell you the church. What you think has come to bring life to you can kill you. If God is not given his proper place, say Holy Spirit help me. I'm sharing this with you because God is lifting you. And God is not in the business of bringing people down. People bring themselves down. But as the Lord raises your head and you find yourself sitting with kings and princes of the earth, driving cars you never imagined, having a counterbalance you thought you would never have, please, let your knees never leave the earth. Let your hands keep on being up and lie prostrate before the Lord. Don't let your wealth destroy you. Don't let your title destroy you. Don't let your anointing destroy you. Am I communicating to you? Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Nothing sucks the presence of God out of a life faster. Like what? Pride. Pride. I have arrived. I have arrived. I don't want to mention names. There are men and women of God in all humanity that were making noise in Kampala many years ago. They are still alive. But where are they? I say, where are they? <laughs> there is no demon from hell that brought them down. The pride of life. I repeat you. When people start clapping hands for you and celebrating you, dig a hole and hide. I say, dig a hole and hide there. If you want to go far. If that business is to go far. Are you hearing me, church? Say, Holy Spirit, help me. We all cry, Lord, do what? Promote me. Lord, God loves you so much that he has held back promotion for you because that might be your distraction. He said, in due time, what will I do? So that time lag is for you to find a place. <laughs> he said, when you meet my standard, and I lift you up, that due time is for your transformation. I said, that due time is for you to adjust. He said, in due time. You don't say right now. He said, I give you time to amend your ways. When you hit my stand, my what? My mark, what will happen? I lift you up. So if you haven't hit the mark, please, I beg you, be careful what people tell you. 
Be careful. Be careful. The same people who came to Jesus and told him after he fed them. You know when people are full, they will say anything. You are our man. Hey, when people are full and they are full, people will sing your song. You are the only one. There is nobody like you. We have never seen anybody like this before. Hey, obey woe. Is it obey woe? Yes, you stay there. Hmm? Our man. Hmm? Stay. Stay. We shall vote for you. Are you hearing me? Hey. These same people. Eh? They were crying. Crucify him. Crucify him. Crucify him. The same people. Human beings. Look at their neighbor. Say, look at his neighbor. I don't trust him. Listen to me. The same husband and the same wife who knew in their littleness they came here said a vow. I do, I do. My money is your money. My car is your car. And then the man begins to expand. He can no longer listen to the wife. He begins to behave in himself. Is this a man? This is the big problem we have in homes. Pride is the number one killer of marriages. A little money on the account now. Driving is... A... The wife says, please, those kind of friends are not good. No, 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 no. When you had nothing, you would listen to her. Now you have something you can't listen to her. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. I say, Holy Spirit, help me. The wife says, let's go and see the pastor. Who is the pastor? Can the pastor run my home? Why? Because you have 20 million on your account. Jesus Christ, help me. Someone say, Lord, help me. Say, Lord, help me. This is what is killing people. This is what is killing homes. The spirit of what? Of pride. The Bible says, submit yourself one to another. Give it to me. Submit yourself one to another. Before you quote the big scripture, submit to me. But that word no longer exists. Now. Submit. It, it takes humility for you to submit to one another. Pride will tell you, do you know the office I sit in? You know my title? Do you know my title? Do you know my title? <laughs> and then your wife tell you, you are my husband. Say, no, no, I'm not your husband. No. I am the CEO. Say, eh, since when? Are you hearing me? Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Are you hearing me? When you were not a CEO, you are a little guy there, a number two in that office. You come back. But now, you're top there. You, have, you, know, you enter your house not as a husband now. You enter the house as a what? CEO. What has entered there? Pride. Submit to one another in the fear of God. You politicians, when you are looking for votes, God has given you a little office in a small corner there. And with our tax money, you have bought that big car. Now you are untouchable. Look down. The way you went up, the way you come down. And you will meet many going up when you are coming down. And how they will treat you is how you treated them when you were up there. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Are you hearing me, church? Do you want exaltation? Do you want God to lift you up? Number one criteria is not reading many books. Not even hard work. Humble yourself. Because with all the books you can read, if God has said no, (laughs) your books means nothing. I say, we have son. And Jesus says yes. What happened? Nobody can say it. If he says no, all the yes means nothing. Fear God because God has the destiny of men in his hand. Am I communicating to you? I say, am I communicating to you? That's why the Bible says, walk before God reverently. Let men be annoyed and not God be annoyed. Because at least you have someone to appeal to. If God is annoyed with you, whom will you go to? Say, Holy Spirit, help me. That's why the Bible says, God gives grace to who? To the humble. What does it do? He resists the proud. Let me tell you, 
when God resists you. When God begins to fight you. Are you getting my point? Even a fly landing on you can kill you. Just a fly will land on you and you will die. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Say, Lord, help me to fight pride with everything on the inside of me. Am I communicating to somebody here? The spirit of pride. <laughs> you see men in Jesus. People lift up your hands. And it looks around. Some people fear to be kept in the cameras. Lifting up because your work may say. You also do those things. Oh, Jesus Christ. Eh? You are... You know, environment despises God. And you want to preserve that. You call it being cool. No, that's not being cool. i tell you what it is. That's being proud. That's not being cool. Let the, you know why? That's why David, David told Micah. David told Micah, his wife, when they were bringing the presence of God into Jerusalem. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. I am telling you this thing because as a church, as a minister, and God is about to project many of you to places you have never been before. But I don't want to see you down. It's supposed to be from glory to glory. When you so from glory to grass, something has gone wrong. <laughs> Micah, David was bringing it. You see, this lady did not know who made David. <laughs> She didn't know that David was a nobody. Like many of you. Even in the village they don't know your name. Say Holy Spirit help me. Say Holy Spirit help me. How many of you has your father forgotten you? Any of you has your father forgotten? When they were calling for the children. And he brought all the children. It had to take a prophet to remind him that you have another son. None of us here. So, none of us here. He was in a bad position like David. David was... Look where God picked David from. If he did it for David, he can do it for you. But we must understand this. Let's study the heart of David. 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 Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. So, when they were bringing the presence of God in the city, what did David do? Dance. Have you seen big people dancing in church? Jump. Nice. <laughs> Lift up your hand. Somebody that's pride at its best. I'm telling you. You're not lifting your hands for me. Let me tell you, church. Start now when you're still a nobody. So when you're somebody, it is easy to do it. <laughs> do you know what happens to the world when they see a man who owns 10 moles in Kampala City on his face, worshipping God? Then they will know. They will know. I will never forget. Those days, I say, I'm telling you. We shall pack the latest Lamborghinis, the latest car. Walk into church, roll like children. And go. Is this the person who's rolling when they see you? And say, yeah. This is how I got it. I got it by rolling. Are you hearing me? I got it by rolling. Kenneth Copeland asked who? Bishop Oyedepo. He said, ah, you, told, you tell me that you learned the principles from me. But when I came to your church... It, what is happening with you? I have not even seen a quote of it. He said, how did you get all this in the church? And Bishop Oyedema said, I danced everyone into this church. I danced them inside. I danced them in. He didn't say I prayed them. He said, I danced each one of them inside. For you, he said, you dance. He has three private jets. He has the best university in Nigeria. Number one university in Nigeria. He has three universities. Building the state of the heart church, 100,000 seats. And you, you're a pastor of 300 people. And they say, dance on it. Get up. May God forgive your sins. Say, Holy Spirit, please help me. 
<laughs> five million can make you fail to lift up. Five million shillings. Five million shillings. How much do you earn? Five million a month. I've arrived. Five million. Now I have a business meeting. Pastor Ben is delaying. When you were earning 5,000 a month, you say, Pastor, please go. Take it a bit further. Don't stop now. Take it a bit further. Church, are you hearing me? I met a man. I, I told man, not bow for any soul. I live in the fear of God. So what did David do? David danced. He danced until all the outward regalia, all the kingly garment fell off. The man danced. And he danced. And the Bible says the whole nation was doing what? Was dancing. And who was in the house? The wife did not join the party. Say, neighbor, be careful. She didn't join the And she was watching from the window. <laughs> Say, neighbor, you are in the window. You. Hey, that brother can shout. You're in the window. Ah, that brother. You're where? Window. When David finished, <laughs> the Bible says he blessed all the people. Before even David arrived, she began to speak. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. The king has disgraced himself. That's what the world is. When you lift your hand in worship, they say it is what? Disgrace. When you prostrate. That's why many guys fear to appear on camera. Because when they go there among their friends there, they say, you also do those things. Because there they call us disgrace. You just you tell them, brother, you have seen nothing. You, tell, you have seen. This is what has made me. I did not arrive here. Oh, I know you don't want to hear me. This is me. The Bible says, from that day forward, her womb was shut. You know, God fights for humble people. I say, God fight for his humble people. You don't have to fight for yourself. Tell anybody, say, neighbor, humble yourself. Don't wait for God to do it for you. In the whole Bible, there's only one woman recorded who died without giving birth because of barrenness. All other barren women, they gave birth. Read the Bible. She's the only one. <laughs> Let me tell you, you don't know what you're doing to yourself when you release yourself before the master. Words cannot tell. It's only angels that can interpret. Only God can interpret what is happening with you. That's why I encourage each one of you. Pour your heart before the Lord. I hope somebody has heard something this morning. And what is important is that you need to seek. Adjust. 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 Don't wait for it. Start now. The Bible says pride comes before what? Give me Proverbs what? Pride comes before what? Fall. Pride comes before destruction. Give me Proverbs 16, 18. Proverbs 16, 18. There it is. Let's read together. Pride goes before. That means, when you see pride in high places, what is coming next? Destruction. It just, it, any time you will see it. It may not be there now, but any time you will see destruction arriving. And what? A haughty spirit before a fall. I can tell you the truth about this. Most of the falling you see today is not because of Majimoto. Otula Kungo. I'm telling you, those witch doctors don't have a lot of power. Are you hearing me? Those witch doctors are not powerful enough. Most of the falling you see today among men and women is because of what? Pride. Pride is the biggest sponsor of destruction and fall. MTN sponsors many games. Pride sponsors destruction and fall. And is always looking for clients. You can sign for it. Or you can say, no, pass, neighbor. God loves us. I say God loves us. 
And as I've been speaking, you need to begin to make adjustment in your mind. Whatever the Holy Spirit has been. And some of you, you're saying, I, I wish my husband was here. No, 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 no. I wish my, no, no. Say, I am the one God brought me here. Are you getting my point? I'm telling the truth. You are the one God is speaking to. You're the one God is speaking to. Because he loves you. I say, because he loves you. Praise the Lord. I say, praise the Lord. Let me read you one scripture. First Corinthians chapter 8. Now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we will have knowledge, that we all have knowledge. What does knowledge do? Knowledge pops up. And this is one of the dangerous generations. This is what we call the most knowledgeable generation in the history of life. Everywhere you turn, there is information now. This is a generation that it has so much data. That before you say the next scripture, they have given you two references next to what you are about to say. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. You see young men quoting scriptures. I mean, you go on those thing. People can speak. I remember when I was at the university, I tried to cram some. Like, now, all of them have disappeared. I don't know. And I discovered God has not called me for that one. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Hear young men quoting scriptures, blah blah. But when you look at their life, <laughs> it is a complete opposite of what they are quoting. Complete opposite. Knowledge. What does knowledge do? Puffs up. You can speak big, but love edifies. But that's not my emphasis for another day. Give us number two. Give me verse number two. If anyone, let's read together one, two, three. Think that he knows anything. He knows. Yet as he ought. This scripture will help you for the rest of your life. Get that scripture in your spirit. If you think you know anything, you know what? You know nothing. As you ought to. <laughs> you know nothing. You know nothing. This will keep you sane in the line. Of prosperity and blessing and fame as the Lord lifts you up. Let's rise up on our feet. Let's rise up on our feet. God is set to do what? To lift many of us here. Many of us here. Yesterday someone gave me a testimony. Gave me a testimony as a minister in this church here. She had just gone for a workshop. And it was a divine setup. When she presented a paper, her, the CEO called her aside and said, Can you teach us a little bit more? <laughs> because this is too much wisdom. And they say, Right now, we're going to promote you. <laughs> And uh, you give the title for your position. I'm telling you, what title do you want? And he say, decide your salary. <laughs> this is not a local organization based in Kampala here. It is international. God has begun lifting your head. Please, please, as you rise there. Lord, this someone put it on your phone to remind you. I've just given you a little bit because you can't handle the pepper one. Praise the Lord. So I just give, mix it a bit with sweet stuff. Praise the Lord. Because the original one is very dangerous. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Pride has destroyed many people. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar. Do you know who Nebuchadnezzar is? He was the king of the world. There is nothing like that that's ever happened. He was the king of the world. He would say, you'll die, you'll die. <laughs> and God told him, sir, it's me who placed you there. It's me who placed you there. I'm the one who chose you. I'm the one who gifted you. He said, no, 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 no. 
I'm the one. He made a big idol and said, this is Nebuchadnezzar. Everyone worship Nebuchadnezzar. Before you knew it. And God was so very merciful that he made the entire king of the world eat grass. Like a what? Like a cow. For how many years? Seven years. While preserving the throne for him. <laughs> Nobody dared touch the throne. God was making a point. No, it is me who put you there. If I don't say anybody, nobody can touch your throne. But I want you to know it's me who planted you there. The man ate grass. The Bible says the day he lifted his eyes, his understanding came back to him. And he began to say, Ah, now I know this is God. That is how you are going to be able to stay in that place God is putting you up. And that's how you are going to keep on rising from what? From glory to glory. Don't allow your position to come between you and God. Your title, your money. Are you getting my point? Say, Holy Spirit, I have heard your word this morning. Can I request you just one minute? Just speak to the Lord. According to the conviction you have in your spirit. Just speak to the Lord. Ask the Lord. Each one of us, we know ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. Just talk to him. Talk to him. Tell him. In areas of your life, you have spoken arrogantly to people. Where you displayed pride and allowed yourself to be used by the enemy. Tell him, Lord, I'm sorry today. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. Father, your word has come to us to transform us. Your word has come to us to change us. Your word has come to us to make us better husbands, better wives, better pastors, better businessmen, better career men, better professionals. Lord, this word has come to prepare us for the shift that you are bringing in the body of Christ and across the world. That a new generation is arising on the scene, in the business world, in the career world, in the church. Lord, everywhere you're beginning to raise, Father, a new generation. Father, may we not become victims of what failed those that went ahead of us. That's why we come before you this morning and ask for mercy. Lord, as long as breath still remains our nostrils, may our eyes forever be on you. May our eyes forever be on you. You are our source. You are our strength. You are our preservation. You are our everything. Lord, where we have lived proudly, where we have taken on ourselves, Lord, we come to our senses like Nebuchadnezzar and acknowledge like the prodigal son. Lord, it's you all along. By your mercy, you have preserved us to this day. Lord, thank you for this house. Thank you for your sons and daughters. Thank you, Lord, for the breath of Thank you for everything. Master, it's you. It's you. It's you. Thank you, Jesus. You could be here. You have never accepted Jesus Christ before. Boldly. As your Lord and Savior. You want the Lord to become. And say, Pastor, I want to commit my life to Jesus. I want to pray with you. Or secondly, you have been living a double life. We all sometimes go through that. The Lord rebuke Abraham and say, Abraham, no living double life. Stand straight before me. You could be there. You are there. You are there. But he say, Pastor, your word of the Lord has come in my heart. I want to recommit myself and live a straight life before the Lord. I also need you here. And the last category of people, you have, a, you have no home church. You need to have a home. Everybody needs a home. The Bible says if you are planted in a house, you need to be planted in the house of the Lord so that you can flourish. If you are there, I don't pray with you. Any of those three categories, just come here. You are welcome. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome, Jesus. You're welcome, Holy Spirit. You're welcome, Jesus. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Let's all pray this prayer and say, Heavenly Father, grace has brought me here and grace will sustain me. This morning, I thank you to drawing me, for drawing me into a place where your hand will rest upon my life. Thank you for giving me a home. Lord, may the grace over this house begin to work wonders in my life. Lord, I thank you because you have enabled me. As Apostle Paul said, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You're most welcome. Just two, three minutes only. Then they'll release you. Just three minutes only. Just, there is Trisha. Trisha, do you see that young lady there? Trisha there, yes. Just three minutes only. God bless you. Okay. Mm. Just three minutes. Mm. Look at him and say, neighbor, get this word in your spirit. Because God is determined to lift you up. Tell God is determined to lift you up. Say, God is going to lift you up. There is no doubt about that. That's why the word has come. So that you can sustain the blessing that God is bringing into your life. You believe that? I say, you believe that? Now, turn this and tell your neighbor, you are blessed. You are highly favored. And God is with you. Look for another one. Tell them you are blessed. You are highly favored. And God is the third one. Tell them. We have morning dew here. You are welcome. Otherwise we love you. And God bless you. The angel of the Lord has gone before you. I will see you tomorrow morning. Jesus. Your name is Lord. Your name is Jesus. 